The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. In the year 313, Constantine published the Edict of of Milan, and the persecution of the church came to an end. Tolerance was declared, and shortly thereafter, the church Christianity was proclaimed the religion of the Roman Empire. There was joy, but there was also concern. Now that the persecutions were ended, now that the Christians were no longer outcasts, how could they possibly bear the cross of Christ? How could they unite themselves to him in his suffering? What would they do now that they were no longer threatened as a result of their faith? It's a question people today wouldn't ask. We wouldn't ask, how can I share in the cross of Christ? Our world would probably say, how can I evade it? How can I escape it? But in those times, in the 4th century and the 5th, There were many 
who went out into the desert and became known as the Desert Fathers. Some lived as hermits, some in community, most in community. It was an austere life. It was the cross. They ate little, mostly steeped vegetables. They slept little. They prayed constantly, day and night. And they worked. It's a life most of us can't even imagine, but that was their share in the cross. They wanted the cross. They knew, as our Lord told us in today's gospel, <clears throat> that the cross must be there, or they could not follow the Lord. Pope Francis has said, if we walk without the cross, if we build without the cross, if we profess Christ without the cross, we are not disciples of the Lord. We are worldly. We may be bishops, priests, cardinals, popes. We are not disciples of the Lord. That applies to all of us. Without the cross, we cannot be his disciples. And what does that mean to us today, the reality of the cross? You know, there are times when we might choose the cross, as the Desert Fathers did. There are times when the cross comes to us, even though we don't want it. It may come in the form of a handicap. It may come in the form of something that's afflicted from outside, inflicted from outside. It may come in a variety of ways. It may be an illness, which can be cured and should be, or perhaps one that is chronic and cannot be. It may be the sorrow that comes from someone we love, over a long period of time, sometimes. It may be, also, a psychological or emotional condition about which we can do nothing, but must endure it. Not something that we have chosen, but something that is there. It becomes the cross, whatever it might be, when we accept it in the name of the Lord, and bear it with him. Then it becomes something very different. It's not just something to complain about, not just something to be rid of. It's something that becomes a very positive part of my life, something I actually want to embrace, if such a thing can be imagined. To accept and embrace it, willingly, as part of my journey to him. We will all have them, and more than one in the course of a life. Whether we want them or not, they are going to be there. The ones who embrace them, are the ones who are the real heroes. You know, St. John Vianney, the curie of ours, prayed for the cross in order that his parish might be converted. He knew the power of suffering. And he said, My God, grant me the conversion of my parish. <clears throat> I am willing to suffer all my life, whatsoever it may please you to lay upon me. Yes, even for a hundred years, am I prepared to endure the sharpest pains 
Only let my people be converted. My God, convert my parish. He knew the power of human suffering, the power of the cross, when accepted and embraced. Again, our Lord in today's gospel tells us that we must leave behind everything, abandon everything for his sake. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And once again, because he will recognize us by the cross as we recognize him. The world is redeemed by the cross. And so we must become part of that redemption. But I think that's difficult sometimes because we don't think we're really prepared for it. No, we often aren't prepared for it. It comes without us even knowing it sometimes until it's there. And it may come in a variety of forms. As remember, blessed John Henry Newman said, he may take my friends away from me. He may cast me among strangers. He may make my spirits dip, deprive me of consolation, hide my future from me. All that is part of the cross. And as I said, it's something we have to learn to embrace. So to do that, we need to look at the lives of the saints and what they did and how they really, in their own experience, internalized the reality of the suffering of the Lord and went out of their way to do it as we read their lives. Read the life of St. Rose of Lima, for instance. She had all kinds of penances that she did. Most of us shouldn't do those because we aren't ready for them and they would be wrong for us. But each one of us has to, has to realize that so that not only is there a cross in our life that comes without our wanting it, but a cross that we have chosen by way of following the Lord. And that will vary from person to person. I remember, too, that uh, I mentioned in the past weeks many examples of people uh, who had to endure the cross uh, daily on a daily basis uh, and did it cheerfully. So that's the difference, too. When the cross is born for the sake of Christ, it's born cheerfully. It's born willingly. It's something, as I said, we can embrace and make our own because of what we ourselves have received. But you know, I remember in particular uh, a prayer called St. Andrew's Prayer. It's a rather unusual prayer, and again, one of those difficult prayers to say because it's accepting the cross and embracing it joyfully and really passionately desiring it. And what he said was, he said, Oh, good cross, made beautiful by the body of the Lord. Long have I desired you. Ardently I have loved you. Unceasingly I have sought you out. And now you are ready, and now you are ready for my ardent heart. And then he said, this is, I think this is even more beautiful, uh, receive me 
from among men and restore me to my master. So that by means of you, he may receive me. Who by means of your dying, redeemed me. That's a beautiful thought, isn't it? Think of that again. Receive me from among men and restore me to my master. So that by means of you, the cross, he may receive me, who, by means of your dying, redeemed me. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the cross of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will truly bear the cross of Christ unite themselves to him in their suffering. We pray especially for the church uh, suffering, for the church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own nation, for all those running for public office and for peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering, for those who are hospitalized or in nursing homes, for those who suffer from spiritual or mental illness, for all those united to the cross of Christ in any way, that they may know that they are united to that cross. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost their faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an end to abortion and euthanasia in all of its forms, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, and those young men and women who will bear the cross in a unique way for the sake of the kingdom of God, for a greater reverence for marriage and for the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they too would be courageous in bearing the cross of leadership, we pray to the Lord. For all those affected by the hurricane, we pray to the Lord. For the, the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed and for all of us here that we may joyfully embrace the crosses that are sent to us and bear them for the sake of the kingdom of God we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. Mm -hmm. 